0: Welcome to another episode of Vacation Rental Insiders Podcast. It's time to learn from Ryan and Lucas how to become a short-term rental property host and start a successful vacation rental business. Get ready to learn and be the best host you can be. And now your hosts, Ryan and Lucas. Hey, this is Ryan. And this is Lucas. Welcome back to another episode. Today, we are going to talk about... The first key in all real estate transactions and Location, is, location, location. That's right. Those are the three most important things, as an old-school real estate agent would say. Yes, they would. <laughs> now, the reason they say that is because it, it does matter, okay, guys? All jokes aside, and uh, we'll discontinue we'll making fun of old-school real estate agents now and just tell you that it actually is really important where your house is, where the property is. Um, location is going to determine what kind of short-term rental you have, Um Yes, our podcast is called Vacation Rental Insiders. Okay. Not everybody that stays at your short-term rental is necessarily going to be on vacation. Correct. Not every short-term rental listing is designed for people on vacation. Okay. Um, people stay at different places for all kinds of reasons. I know, Lucas, you you are more of a your beachfront, oceanfront properties, et cetera. Didn't you recently have a guest who needed a place to live because their house flooded? Absolutely, it was had, an insurance yeah, thing, 100%, right? one
1: hundred percent. The insurance people reached out to me on Airbnb. Airbnb has a little section for those people to kind of co-host traveling. It's kind of it was my first one ever, and uh, but they were staying because their house had a water main break under it, and uh, that's kind of the reason. You know, I also have business travelers that come that aren't on vacation,
0: right? You Just know? coming to the area for business. Yep. So it's it's even though his listings are specifically, you know, hey, come see the beautiful ocean, stay on the world's most famous beach, Daytona Beach there are these opportunities where it's just somebody just needed a home you know they need a place to stay now on my half of things i'm more of the urban locations i don't have any beachfront property in minnesota weird right Uh, there's no beaches there as far as oceans we do have plenty of lakes um you know they they call us the land of ten thousand lakes up there in minnesota so we have we have a a lot of shoreline I i think i read somewhere we have more shoreline in minnesota than california has that's pretty amazing to think about it. That's we definitely impressive. have opportunities for lakefront property and cabins and things of that nature. That's not what I have. I don't have that kind of property in my portfolio. Um, so for me, location said, well, what kind of traveler am I going to get? And what you'll discover is, and I, um, on Airbnb specifically, they have criteria that will cater to uh, making a listing fall in what they call the work collection. And they are specifically saying, hey, if you do these things, uh, you can get put in this collection so that more business travelers see you. So, you know, I'm just going off the top of my head here. I mean, I could look it up, but I already know this stuff. It, you need to have a desk somewhere yes. for them to work at. That's number one. Um, you need to have a place where they can iron a shirt real quick. Uh, you're assuming these folks are going to meetings and things, you know, and, and of course, the demographics on that have changed with uh, with the pandemic, and everybody does Zoom meetings instead of instead of going anywhere if they, person, if they can help it. I'm yeah. not saying it doesn't happen anymore, but um, so so Airbnb has the, a way you can kind of focus on the business traveler, um, and you got to fulfill those things. The, the the other major thing that they look for is what is your cancellation policy. If you have a strict cancellation policy, business travelers are going to be less inclined to stay with you because business you know uh, schedules change. They need to have some flexibility to change their schedule and not be penalized for for canceling the reservation. Um, and then there's also a family collection, where if you do a bunch of safety measures like put covers on the outlets and things like that, and maybe stock a, a what is it called a pack and play? A pack and play. Um, I'm just revealed. I don't have kids. I don't. I ha- I almost don't even know what a pack and play is, but I'm pretty sure it's a crib you set it's up. fast, Right. Up. I do have them in some of my units. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> so that'll get you that'll get you in the family collection. Um, things like that. There's more to it than that. I'm not going to get into the hyper details here. Um, but your location, um, and what you cater to, business wise, family wise, or or you know, strictly a vacation rental like an oceanfront, or maybe you have a maybe you have a cabin in a ski resort town. I mean, that's that's absolutely massive. Yeah, that's your awesome. location
1: dictates the type of guests right. you receive, and also the and monetary, the monetary price point at yeah. which you can list. Your
0: it's going to determine how much you can get, right? So I've got I've got units, and I'll just go back to my roots. I got started uh, in the business altogether. I wanted to see what it was about. The safest thing for me to do is I went to my own home where I have four bedrooms in the upper half of my house and I use one as an office and one for myself. So that left me with two bedrooms that I'm doing nothing in. I used to have roommates years ago, got fed up with them. Okay. Circa back to the episode about roots, right? Yeah. Tenants with roots, roommates are the worst. Okay. They move in and everything becomes theirs and all of a sudden they're like, Can I move a recliner and no, you're you're renting a room. Yes. Just stay yep. in your room. I, I had the roommates. I, I had roommates came
1: home and all my furniture was changed. Right yeah, like why like, would you, you doing? do that? That's,
0: that's, <laughs> that's so offensive, <laughs> right? So, like, it's a highly personal thing. I set this up. Don't and why are the cups in the right spot? You yeah, know. Yeah. No,
1: I I know. Yeah. We're getting petty now, yeah, but yeah. but
0: you know what? If you're an OCD person like me, this stuff matters. Correct. The yep. nice thing is, so so. So I had two things that were in my brain. Like I didn't want roommates anymore. I wanted to try out Airbnb. So I what I did is I, I threw a listing up on Airbnb for a room for rent. And um I had somebody at my house. I'm not making this up. I hit go on the listing. I had somebody at my home three hours later. I was shocked. Wow. I was That's like, impressive. I was like, are you kidding That's me? Impressive. So I mean I put the listing up and the guy, like, within 20 minutes was like, Hey Ryan, you know, I'm I'm on my way. And I'm like, oh crap, (laughs) let me go make the bed. (laughs) Ryan had
1: done that first and follow that up about eight months later when we finally connected. I started doing that with my bedrooms and sure enough, I had mine listed and within 24 hours, I had somebody on the way and I was like, oh my gosh, I'm not ready. I'm not quite ready yet. Maybe I shouldn't hit the go
0: button. (laughs) (laughs) So so here's a word of advice. If you have a room with spare bedrooms and you put a room listing up, uh, the second you put that listing live, you need to mentally be ready that someone may stay there that night, yes, okay? Yeah, make sure it's ready to go. <laughs> and one of the things I did on the on the first uh, listing that I, I'm, I'm not gonna say it was a mistake, but it, it was a learning curve. I had it as a one-night minimum. And let me tell you, if you've got a room for rent and you've got the one-night minimum on, you are gonna start collecting stories real fast. Really you are fast. gonna meet these transient people that just need to pop in, pop out, I am not saying they're good or bad people. They're great. They're all great. Everybody's got a story to share. And it was it was a lot of learning. Uh, but I was cleaning that bedroom all the time. Okay. I'd get up in the morning. I'd have to wait for that person to check out at 10 a.m. Then I could go about my day running my other businesses after I cleaned that bedroom. And it, I would find myself running home from lunch to clean a bedroom. So I I very shortly after that switched it to a two-night minimum. And that changed Uh, Drastically, what kind of folks were coming through? Um, There's, if you've got the time, I mean, be the one night person, okay? You will be the Motel Six, okay? I'm just warning you. So if you're retired and you're sitting at home and you got a five bedroom house, I mean, by all means, put the rooms up there. You're going to have all kinds of interesting people coming hey, and going. You got
1: you got you're going to have people coming and going, but you know, you probably are collecting a little bit more revenue on that cleaning fee if you're the one turning them over yourself, right? Yeah,
0: yeah. I mean, well, yeah, I mean, it's a bedroom. I mean, yep. you're not getting you're not getting a house cleaning fee. Um, honestly, guys, uh, pff, my cleaning fee on the bedrooms is 10 bucks. That it takes me, okay, so not bragging, but I'm a pretty good cleaner. Okay. <laughs> I've timed myself. I can clean the bedrooms in under 8 minutes with new linens, vacuuming, uh, dusting all the baseboards and and the fan and everything else, um, I can have that room clean in eight minutes. But I also have as a policy for myself that every time one of the bedrooms turns over, I also clean the bathroom top notch. So it's just kind of a a full reset, if you will, Um, and it it goes that way. So what I did after having the first bedroom and saw success and um, not making this up, like 80% of my mortgage was being covered off of one bedroom being rented. I mean, it only took me a couple of weeks before I went ahead and opened up the second bedroom and it was just phenomenal. Um, so I started there and what I found is again, this is an episode about location. So let's talk about that. I'm in an area of Minneapolis in the suburbs where there is, um, several large nationwide international companies headquartered near my home, uh, general mills being the biggest one. Um, Everybody knows who General Mills is. Their headquarters is less than two miles from my house. I was getting a ton of business travelers that had meetings in the area at different places. Um, And that's great. Um, And then there would be the people who are just visiting family in the area. Um, So when the apartment in the basement of my house became available as well, um, because my tenant moved on, she went and bought herself a house, um, I flipped that into Airbnb as well. Same thing, business travelers, um, people visiting family in the area. I do occasionally get people in that part of the city that want to visit the Mall of America, stuff like that. Um, it's a bit of a drive from that property, yep. but still, it still works. Um, and then, you know, so that's that location works good for that. Uh, now, across town, I have other uh, listings as well. These are, these are the ones that we talked about that I do on arbitrage as well. Um, one of them in particular, the title of the listing, I, I call it out. I'm really close to two things, the airport and the Mall of America, because it is. And I'll tell you what, that's like one of my best listings. I never have to worry about that little house. That Mall of America, you know, I don't know if you guys have ever been there, all the listeners. If you haven't been to the Mall of America, um, just imagine your local mall uh, on steroids. It's massive. There's an entire amusement park in the middle. It's a huge draw.
1: Yeah, picture your local mall as the smallest guy you know. (laughs) And then picture the Mall of America as Arnold Schwarzenegger his prime.
0: I once heard that if you went in that mall and you you walked every uh, level in a lap, right? And you spent one minute inside each store. Uh, it would take you like three days yeah, to no, visit I read the mall. That. I read that, yeah, <laughs> it's insane. Like, like yeah. you'd, you'd pop in and stand there awkwardly for sixty seconds. They'd be like, "Can I help you?" No, I'm just, uh, I'm just making my rounds here. <laughs> I'm just doing the uh, the mall marathon. <laughs> anyway, um, so yeah, that's a huge draw. So that you you have to take the location you have, even though that's kind of an urban location, and say, what am I near? What would bring people here?
1: Yeah, what 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 will bring people near? What's unique about your place? Are right. you in a quiet place that's kind of off the beaten path? People want to get out of the city are you near an urban area that's you know near you know general mills or near the mall of america are you at the beach are you in the mountains right, right. what is unique that brings a guest to your yeah. place
0: yeah and it's so and again like you were just saying about mountains and the beach uh, your locations just there's not much to say they're duh Duh! Yeah, the right, ocean, like, it's right like, there. We got the beach, the ocean. These are vacation rentals. There's really
1: nothing. I mean, Daytona's nice. You got the International Speedway. That's right there. But there's only oh a yeah, few you've, races got, a year. you've got
0: you've got uh, the 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 race week. right? Yeah, you've yeah. got multiple races. And then what do you have? Also, you have you have Bike Week. You have Bike that's Week. Huge, that's right? huge, right? That's that's yep. nationwide, Those are your two worldwide, biggest event weeks, yeah. worldwide. Yeah. You have how many hundreds of thousands of people come in during bike there's
1: week? There's over, it's like 700,000 people coming go okay. during that week. In a,
0: in a town that's a population of what?
1: Like maybe 200,000. Okay,
0: so you, <laughs> your town grows by two and a half. Yes. Uh, just because of bike week. Yeah. And now there's other things like truck week is growing. Truck week's growing. Um, Jeep week is okay. growing. Awesome. Uh, and obviously- these guys love driving on the beach with these
1: big trucks. Absolutely. Right? They're littered onto the beach everywhere. All right. And yeah.
0: So so now um, location and this branch is off. And we're, we're getting a little long here but I don't it doesn't mind because now you have to take into account events don't you yes you're you're pretty sensitive to your calendar of events if you if you know that it's you know gonna be a race week uh, your rent it, and I don't want to get into actual numbers it, it doubles right ish, yeah. ish it's right in there yep. okay? And, yeah okay and bike week can be even more yes and we're talking a factor of maybe four yeah three or four, four. times yeah. wow wow okay so guys remember that watch the events in your area. Um, I know we didn't have much sporting events last year and we're just getting back into them. Um, But um, I I kinda know the weekends where there's like a Vikings game, because several of my properties are within like a 15 minute drive of US Bank Stadium where the Vikings play. So eight weeks out of the year, and actually 10, because the preseason games do count, I do get traffic from that, I can almost tell you that all my houses are gonna get filled. With Vikings fans those weekends, and I have to pay attention to that. We aren't going to talk about pricing versus smart pricing right now. We'll get into that later. But do do keep in mind that the location will, and events, you know, affect pricing. Yes. Um, now I do want to kind of end on this. There, is there a location that isn't right for Airbnb that isn't right for VRBO? Well, we kind of broke down in a, one of our first episodes the difference between Airbnb and VRBO. If you're in an urban area like I am for the majority of my properties, VRBO doesn't make sense for me because VRBO is catering to typically a family they're looking to stay somewhere for about a week they want a resort feel they want to be near an amusement park or or a beach or a mountain or a lake shore yeah, right the only I mean,
1: listing that really makes sense for ryan at that point is maybe his mall of america listing but if it's being filled by airbnb consistently then there's really no point yeah, in having it on because
0: it would it would it would literally clutter my logistics correct on my side so if you know already that you should just be airbnb or just be vrbo just do that Okay. Don't give yourself difficulties because I I have other Airbnb hosts I'm friends with that I mastermind with who have not mastered the dual calendar. Okay. And when you get a double booking, that's a nightmare. Okay. You don't want a booking on both of them. If you don't understand how to work the technology about those calendars, just be careful. You're playing with fire there because um, Airbnb will penalize you quite heavily for uh, cancellations. Yes, Uh will. VRBO will give you a couple of grace periods, but yeah, after that, they'll penalize you yes. as well. Um, so uh, again, uh, just what, what wouldn't be a good property location-wise? Um, I'll just say this, maybe not so much location, but if you are not, and I'm gonna be rude here, if you're not a very clean person, your house is cluttered, your house is a mess, and you wanna put up a room on Airbnb, uh, you're not gonna get great reviews. Correct. People will review you based on the cleanliness of the entire house. Correct. The room itself you're renting could be immaculate. Yep. But if they come in your house and there's just stuff everywhere and the place is just an absolute disaster, that's going to be reflected on you. That's not a good place. If you have if you have like um, six cats and four dogs running around, they're barking all the time and the, the pets are all up in the face of the guests, you're going to rule out guess real fast your home may not be a good home for real share and
1: and another and another you know home that may not be great uh for you know short-term rental is your home in northwest iowa where you're near nothing <laughs> um there's nothing there it's small town iowa there's what farms. a hometown <laughs> yeah, you might get a few people who are looking to get away from the city and uh so with know, the being...
0: exception though of lake okoboji though right yeah, so if you... I, yeah i don't consider that small town <laughs> northwest iowa there's... i just i just named the one thing you yeah, would, would go to northwest iowa thing, yeah, that'd
1: be the one thing you go to northwest <laughs> iowa from i'm from northwest iowa but i wouldn't put a short-term rental there just for the you know obvious fact that there's nothing to do right at than it being a quiet place away. Right, so right. And I've traveled some bookings, but not a ton. Yeah. And I've traveled
0: enough. Um, I'm a huge road tripper. I've gone to all 50 States by car. Um, okay. Uh, except for Hawaii, I have to, I have to fly there, but I've gone to all 50 States and I've driven this entire country. And I'll tell you when you are in a hole, so to speak, it's generally the same places you're getting sketchy coverage. You're not going to find Airbnb listings. Yes. Um, you're going to have to hit that roadside hotel. Um, and they, they just wouldn't do well. Those are, those are spots that wouldn't do well. So take that into account. If, you know, if you're, if you're listening to this and you're in some super duper remote area, um, it may not work for you. But with that said, Lucas and I don't have experience in those areas and you might be the one to prove us wrong. And if you do, we want to hear about it. Tell us, Um, other than that, the, the upkeep of your property, the cleanliness of your property, the location of your property, if all those things are aligned, you can be successful. Okay. Um, so yeah, that that, you know, that covers the location aspect of things. And, you know, if you've got, uh, where I feel like we're going to come back to this episode. Probably. Um, we're, we I didn't, I didn't know we'd have this much to talk about location, but it, it is a big deal. And I, I think we're going to end up revisiting this topic down the road because this is, uh, this is so important, making sure that you're in the right spot and how to market it. Um, yeah, you know what? Let's just have another episode later on about how to market no matter where you are. How about that? All right. Let's do yep. that. All right. Till then, everyone, uh, be the best host you can be and get that money. Get that money. Thanks for listening to the Vacation Rental Insiders podcast. Please remember to rate us so other smart people just like you can find us. And hit that subscribe button so you never miss an episode. Until next time, be the best host you can be.